This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Tell me we're live. Hello and welcome back to the award-winning to Holland Back podcast. I'm your host Nathaniel Witto, and tonight we're joined by Will Ant and David of Hull City on Film. We are proudly sponsored by Old Logical Bar and Kingfisher in Hull. So, guys, are we excited to start this next episode? Yeah, yeah, really excited. Good. Well, the sooner yeah. you take over, the better, because the intro is still playing in my headphones. So I think it's just <laughs> finished now, so we can get on with it. Uh, so, I mean, we were just talking about it before the episode started. Two or draw at Swansea. Was it a case of a bad first half and a good second half, or was it a little bit more? Is it you know a bit more nuanced than that? I'll go to you first, Ant. Um, well, I, when you take the whole game in a perspective properly and you look back at it, it was actually even throughout, and probably if you were going to be extra. And analytical, we were probably the better side for ours. Just that, obviously, in the first half, the two the two chances that we sort of allowed Swansea to have, they took. And when you're away from home, at a stadium that we don't tend to do very well at, you're already giving yourselves a mountain to climb at. You so you know, like you know, Maka was turned inside out by Patterson for the first forty five minutes. Unfortunate for him. Um, for the first goal, you know, should be closing him down, uh, but he's running towards his goal, which every defender hates to do. Um, and then the second goal is just obviously goalkeeping error which you know like you say goalkeepers are the most if they make an error it usually leads to a goal whereas anywhere else on the pitch like the lap who can have six chances a game doesn't score them it's not as analyzed as much because obviously a goalkeeper's usually results in a goal so he's had plenty of good games for us as also um i think we can let him off with one mistake considering we came back in the end um with the second half obviously much much better in terms of decision making fluidity and the changes at half time obviously were very good from rosie so so a big plus for him for, for changing it early because usually one of the things that annoys me about him is it takes a bit too long to make subs, but he was he was straight on him at half time and it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, were you would you agree with that? Although I'm not sure how much of the game you watched. Just tell us what you did see. Um, well, thankfully for myself, I didn't actually see the first half. But, um, I mean, I've watched I've watched bits of it back and I can tell basically from what I've seen of it. 
big. But City were relatively comfortable for the most part when they had the ball, they had the majority of the chances, but like has happened a lot recently, it's just the opponents get one chance and they just slot it away. Um, I agree with Ant mostly for the most part. City were probably just going to be edged it. Second half in particular, they were by far the best. I think they were definitely the better side overall. And it's just good, uh, another good fight back for City because that's now 10 points they've got from losing positions this season. Um, it just shows you the uh, resilience that Rossini has put into the team and how he's motivating them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, resilience is one of the, the, the ticks I've got. Um, Allsop was definitely across, but one of the ticks I've written down here was resilience. Uh, David, thanks for coming on. Just before I ask for your opinion on the match, do you want to just explain a little bit about what you do? Because here it says yeah. you're a whole city on film. So what do you mean yeah. by that? Um, so it's essentially a 35mm uh, photography page. So kind of um, you see the stuff that the club puts out. It's all like really crisp, really good um, sort of digital imagery. Um, done a lot of film photography for a few years now. Kind of just thought, like, oh, why don't I do it for City? Because I mean, I've I've seen a lot of people do it at like Newcastle and Nottingham Forest and other sort of clubs like that. So I just thought, oh yeah, why not try it with Hull City? Really? Yeah. So is it sort of capture the gritty reality? Is that it? Essentially, yeah. Because I mean, mm. obviously, like from a club perspective, they're you know they're sort of near the near the players a lot more out there and stuff like that. Whereas this is literally like. You're in the east stand, you're in the south stand, like you know, it's it's pretty much exactly what a match day is. So it's try to highlight that a lot in the shots yeah. and stuff like that, really. Cool, good. So uh what did you think? Was it a point gained or two points dropped because of the performance, even though we were two 0 down? I think when you're two 0 down, I think I, I I didn't see much of it to be honest. Um, but it was one of them where as soon as I heard it was two 0 I was just like, uh I was like, this is like Swansea again last season. But to me, it's kind of obviously a completely different side now. Um, so, yeah, kind of one of them when you've got, got a player like Philogene on the pitch, you can sort of claw games back if you need to. Um, it's obviously not ideal anyway. But, yeah, I'd say a point gained when you go 2-0 down quite quick. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've mentioned resilience and you've mentioned there that it was different to the last time we played Swansea away where we lost 3-0 under Schotter. And we talked about this last week, beating Huddersfield or two weeks ago. Um that's another example of where we've improved, where we're now able to beat these teams at home. And if we go 2-0 down, we're not just going to give up and crumble. Is that something that we've seen, Will? Oh, yeah. Like I said before, you can definitely see that under a senior... It, we repeat it quite often, but these are games that under Schotter, we'd never have had a chance uh, of getting back into them. And we under a senior, we just look better at that opportunity you know, getting back into them. Ten, 10 points is a lot of points to gain back. Mm, well, it's yeah. a, over a third of the amount of points we've had, isn't it? I think. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's, so. that's definitely right. Much, yeah, yeah no, 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 one, no one said anything. I thought, yeah. uh, have I got the maths wrong? Um, I, I'm, the, I'm the last person you can come to for maths. Say, the numbers are mentioned by Brent Scramble. I'm not even going to embarrass myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, it is. Yeah. It, just over a third, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, three um, points. Mm. So if we've lost or, or we've gained 10 points from losing positions, it just makes you think that if our defence was just that bit better, then we'd have a lot more points because the goal scoring seems to be relatively fine. It's just... Um, I, was, I, was, I was literally going to play devil's advocate. The, the fact that we've had to come back from losing positions so often 
is that an underlying problem where we keep going behind so often? I mean, the thing is, obviously, last season we'd have gone behind and we probably wouldn't have got it back. That's the positive. But this season, I mean, especially at home, I think um, where, I mean, not, not the case so much recently, but where we tend to go into games and, and, you know, start the game where we control it, but we don't do much with the possession. And then, you know, we have a couple of sighters, but we're not, you know, that the conversion rate's not that brilliant. And then we dig up the other end and score. And then it sort of takes that to, you know, sort of revitalise the side and get back into the game. So maybe that's the one thing he'd be looking at in January when he's bringing players in. Can I get a bit more resilience in this team, a bit more balance in the squad? Because defensively, obviously, we know left-back's a problem and I think that's probably what contributes to it a bit. Um, but, no, I think, obviously, like we say, it's positive that we keep coming back, but it's a negative that we're always going behind. So, one of those, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite right. Um, so, we do have two very good goalkeepers at the club. Um but I know also perhaps could have done a little bit better with the first shot and definitely second or better with the second goal that we conceded where we sort of fumbled it and then they had a tap in. But, you know, one game is not really going to do too much, you know, sort of damage to him because he's had a very good season. So um, we'll forgive him for one game, shall we, David? Yeah, I think, I mean, he, that save against, I think it was Preston the other week that I think, was it Chad Evans? Like quite late on yeah. that pretty much won us the game essentially I mean I know Philogene did his wonder goal but obviously you've got to see it from that side as well um yeah I mean same with Leeds would would have got absolutely battered if he didn't <laughs> pull out them saves on his sort of uh on his debut so yeah I think one of them he, he, he's not made many mistakes um it's one of them I think you've when all the people from Cardiff were saying how bad he was it's kind of like oh god what's he actually going to be like but no I've been quite impressed with him to be fair <laughs> yeah he, he just fits too well into the the way we play compared to mm, Ingram. As much yeah. as like Ingram as a shot stopper, it's just also just so much better playing out from the back. Yeah, also would have to do that for the next four or five games, I think, before you consider bringing Ingram back in because the thing you'd lose with it uh, would be so much. It's not just who's the better shot stopper, uh, although also has proved to be a good one at those as well. Yeah, you're quite right, the way he, he plays. But um, two fan, probably for the second game running, um, hasn't had a great performance. And uh, explain yourself, basically. <laughs> um, I just, uh, with two fan, he just doesn't seem to have properly recovered from his injury to me. Um, but in saying that, when uh, the, obviously the Huddersfield game um, before the international break, some of the sprints he was doing down to the back end of the pitch, I, I, I feel like he's a home player. He doesn't seem to. Oh, he yeah. doesn't seem to be bothered away. But when he plays at home, game. he runs his heart out. I mean, it must be something to do with the fans. But when he's away from home, we just don't. He's a bit of a passenger, and I feel like in, in at, at this stage of the season now, where you know the, the league's starting to settle, you're, start, you're starting to figure out who's going to be where and challenging for what. You can't really afford passengers at this point. So is two fan one of those who we play sort of in an alternate fashion in rotation? Um, probably um, just because obviously when you're away from home especially when you're going to be under the cost a bit more than you would be at home um, you need players to be you know running that out for 90 minutes is, is, is the standard that he's set so I know he can, he's the kind of player who can win your game with a moment of magic similar to Philogene similar to, to the lap you know but at the end of the day when, you, when you've got a team that's got to be running hard off the ball and pressing high he's got to be in that sort of mindset to do that every single game and at the minute I don't think he is Um but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and just say it's because of the injury and he's still coming back from it. He's not fully matched it. We've seen how good Tupan can be. So I assume he'll come back to that form at some point. Yeah. Does anyone else think about the home and away from that? That's still pretty different. 
and we've started to grind out those home wins but um away from home you know we were talking about it earlier with the with goals we're conceding we've had those two twos at Millwall and Swansea now and then three nil at Ipswich Rose at home it's just we play in a completely different way we, we were talking about this about five you know weeks ago how do we fix this problem of the home and the away from being so different I'll just leave this to to anyone who has any ideas hmm. I feel like Will's got one loaded up no, I haven't. I'm trying to think. Um, it's a difficult thing to know because it's been a while now, a third yeah. into the season. It's weird because when, obviously when you're away from home, the impetus, the, the impetus at games is always on the home side to be the one that actually dictates the play. And when we're at home, we're the one we have control of the ball for the most part. We're the ones who sort of negate the opponents having chances. Whereas away from home, teams and the home teams more like to have a bit more of the ball. Which, and we, we that's probably one of the reasons why we're being a bit dodgy. Whenever we give up the ball, we usually do look a little vulnerable at times. I think it's just purely down to a possession thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard because if you look at you know, and obviously you don't want to compare yourselves to the Liverpools and Man Cities of the world and things like that. They've got. We've done that plenty over the last. Yeah, we few we, years. we we do that pretty much. Well, every episode, so well lots of Man City might be in the same division very soon. <laughs> yeah, they might be. Um, but the mm-hmm. thing is, is, is when you've got sort of a big squad available to you, which I think this season we kind of do. I know there's still a couple of players still to come back. But when you're, when you're facing different teams at home and away and the different standard of teams like Huddersfield at home is a very different prospect to Swansea away, things like that. And obviously we're playing the same 11. So you would do, because obviously in the Huddersfield game, we absolutely dominated them and won the game. So you, you can't justify dropping anybody. But sometimes in these situations, maybe it, it, it requires a manager to be a bit brave and sort of rotate a player regardless, i.e. a two-fan, just to put somebody else in there, just to keep it fresh and just to play a different way. Play play the opposition you're against rather than you, you're just keeping the same team on form from the last game, if you get me. But like you say, you, you, it's hard, isn't it? Because then if, if, if Rosinia changes the side after, after the win against Huddersfield and we, we don't win the game, people are going to be like, well, why did you change a winning team? So you can see why you know they, they, they do that, but... It, yeah, that's that's the only way I can possibly think about how you change and try and keep home and away form thingies because obviously you're playing the same way in both when probably realistically you need to switch up game to game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like what you said about Tufan being a sort of home player because all his goals this season have come at home and he's only really had, I mean, he had the he's had four goals but three of those were in the same game against Sheffield Wednesday. He's not really played that well since like the Bristol City match, really. And that was a long time ago. It's funny you broke Graham up as a home player because I think we'll get onto it when we do our predictions for our teams. I don't think I'll be playing him on Tuesday. Mm, I think that, that I might I might agree with that. But David, did you have something to say there? Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I agree with uh, about the two fan thing. I think it kind of highlights a bit when Slater's injured. Obviously, like he, yeah. he runs his socks off, doesn't he? So it's kind of... Yeah, I think from that sort of the highlights I saw and stuff, Tufan was pretty much playing like the main, like highest player up a lot of the time. Obviously, then Delap was dropping, and it's kind of like away from home. It's yeah, yeah. it's kind of like you lose possession at, like easier. It's um, yeah, you're gonna get punished. Whereas I think at home we kind of get away with it more because, like like you said, he's probably, probably performs a bit better at home because we're the team with the sort of impetus to attack. Um, but yeah, yeah, difficult one. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get on to players, had 
an exceptional week, maybe the best week of his entire career. I'd like to just uh, bring something up. I thought it was be a bit early because sometimes I do these polls about which player is better in Hull City's history. And usually people say, oh, it's a bit too early to say that. Um, but this time I've been completely surprised by the response. I said it's time after Philogene scored again. Uh, is Philogene better than uh, Lewis Potter? And I was expecting that, you know, Lewis Potter, a local ad um, that we had for, for several years people would say, oh, no, Philogene, he's only had 15 games, but 94% of people have said that they prefer Philogene. So I'll just get, you know, go around the four of us. Thoughts on that? I voted for Philogene. <laughs> I, I Philogene. also voted for Philogene. Ant. Yeah, I, I voted for Philogene, but pure, based purely on the fact that Lewis Potter was very good um, and, and more or less carried us that, that first season back in the championship. Um mm. But I just feel like he didn't have the ability to literally take the game by the scruff of the neck like Philogene does. Um, Lewis Potter was very good and had a high ceiling. Um, he may have just sort of hampered that with the early move, I think. But if you were picking a side and, and you had to put them to one or the other in a side, I would put Philogene in you. Philogene ability-wise, yeah. just... Yeah, I think he offers more on the ball. He should not be in the championship, Philogene. Whereas I think KLP... You could argue, move like you said, move to where you probably should still be in the championship. January. No. January. I mean, Lewis Potter on one side and Philogene on the other would be would be absolutely immense. Oh, yeah. But I can't see it happen. That's, that kind of that's, <laughs> that's the dream, though. That's the dream. But yeah, usually no, people no, no, say no, no, no. have gone to well, you should, you should have. Well, I would say you should have added a third person to that poll, but they'd have won it. You should have done it as Philogene, oh. KLP, Bowen. <laughs> Yeah, well, but Bowen then I think that. Bowen, you know, being European Cup winner and, you know, 22 goals in the last, or, or you know, is one of his seasons, it's pretty obvious he would win that. There's not really any need to debate that. Um, but, you know, maybe give it another year or however long and maybe maybe Philogene will be up there in the Premier League as well. So I just thought I'd, I'd bring that up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know who said it earlier, but I think it was you, David. If he's on the pitch, then you can claw anything back. And I always thought that even though we were 2-0 down, we were playing relatively well. It was one of those exciting games where either team could have won it. It was 2-2. It could have been 3-0 or 4-4 or any sort of score because there were a lot of chances either way. So I think overall we could have won it, but Swansea will feel like they could have won it. So point generally pretty good. But uh, one player who's had a fantastic week, uh, Tyler Morton, called up to the England uh, under-21s and got his first uh, ever career goal against the Serbia under-21s. Really loved to finish over there in Liverpool at the um, Goodison Park, whatever the Everton Stadium's called, Goodison Park, and then got his first senior goal against Swansea. So, uh, David, Tyler Morton, how impressed have you been with him this season? Yeah, I think I think he's... You can see like, he reminds me a bit like when we had Matt Noble all them years ago. Like, you know, when you, I, I remember he came on, I think we only have him for like a month on loan or something. And I remember just that, watching that him. Be right. Matt Noble's a one club man. He's never played <laughs> yeah. for any other team than West Ham United. But yeah, I think um, as soon as I saw him, I was like, it's just brilliant. So I've, I'm very similar with um, Morton, to be honest. I think he just looks that sort of class above. Um, Obviously, he was at Blackburn last season and he's probably one of them that you'd imagine could be on the fringes of a Premier League side, I would have said. Um, I mean, I'd, 
heard Liverpool were quite reluctant to let him go. So obviously that must sell quite a lot. So yeah, I think he's I think he's a really good player. And yesterday, and of course, screwing the goal against Serbia as well, and then the goal against Swansea, and he's showing that. Like like when we had Slater, he started off in a defensive role, and then eventually we saw that actually he can do it, do it all. Can he show or can he play a bit higher up? Do you think, especially if you know Tufan sometimes away from home doesn't provide that? Yeah, I think tactically it's something that Rosini is doing with him on purpose. I think obviously at the beginning of the game, because if you watch him individually, for obviously you're not going to watch him for ninety minutes because you're watching the game, but. Earlier on in the game, he tends to sit a lot deeper with Seri and he's very reluctant to go forwards. But as the game goes on, especially if we need a goal, he kind of just keeps running into the box as though he's been told to do it, um, whereas Seri stays and sits back. Um, so, yeah, he, he's showing that he's got that box-to-box ability of him. And you think, you know, if um, Slater's coming back from injury and, and say, for example, Slater played in behind the striker and then you've got him and Morton sort of offer, offering late runs into the box, it would be quite um, quite enticing prospect. But... No, yeah, he's showing that you know he can control the game with his passing. He's, he's calm, he's composed. He played forty odd games for Blackburn last season, so he, we can say he's championship experienced. He's, he's played basically a full season already. I think he started every game or something. Um, and then he's, he's now, like you say, adding goals to his game. He's now in England and in under twenty one international. So he's he's sort of building up that that portfolio with us. And I mean, I think Will said it, tweeted it a lot of times. We should probably test the water in January. I think on a permanent deal just to see what Liverpool say. Um, because realistically, again, he's another one of those players who's at that age where he's going to be wanting, wanting to play week in, week out. He, he don't want to go back to Liverpool and you know just disappear into the reserves or make the odd cameo appearance off the bench or start cup games. He wants to be playing football, so I think realistically, he's not going to get into that Liverpool midfield yet. So um, two or three years at a club that he can call home for a bit instead of various loan spells would be a, a smart move. I don't know, but yeah, he can, we can definitely test the water. Does he offer more than Seri? He, he he does in terms of prospect because he's like a lot younger. Um, Ten years, I, so, yeah. I think Seri's obviously got that. He's got international experience. He's he's, he's we know how class Seri can be. Um, at times, maybe a bit too composed, but um, he will. Morton will be learning off Seri, uh, mm. and if Seri can mould him into a similar type of footballer to him. Then you know, three four years time, he's going to be some midfielder, um, and you, you would you would imagine he's going to be a Premier League midfielder, other than that. That, regardless, uh, if that's with us or somebody else. Mm-hmm. David, is he the priority in January? If we could maybe get him on a permanent. Um, I think it's a difficult one because it's obviously January. It's one of them months where it's quite hard to sort of secure. I mean, I know we've done it in the past with certain players, but I think. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult because I don't know how, in terms of like the FFP and all that. I know we was quite restricted before, weren't we? I mean, I don't know how how that still is. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I think we need a right winger um, and a left back in in January. Oh, probably a striker as well. <laughs> I think Connolly is quite hard to say with his injury because I, I really like him, but if he's literally playing on a broken toe or whatever they've said it is, it's um, it's not sustainable, is it? I'm saying, yeah, to me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, anything else? Well, there we go. Another thing was that Christie had two assists. Thought he did really well. Um, should he be into the team uh, on Tuesday? Yes. Can, can I can I talk about Tyler Martin? Uh, no, no, we've done that. We've done that. <laughs> of course I, I you spent, may. I spent the past two weeks saying we should be bidding for him 
and uh, I, I was at Anfield for that one. So we, we, we know we walk. know that loyal listeners will know that we don't need to hear it again, do we? What like Ryan Longman? Oh. <laughs> um, go on. He's got you there. For me, he's, for me, he's been uh, our player of the season so far. Personally, um, I think he's shown he can do pretty much everything in midfield that we need him to do. We should be bidding for him if possible, as soon as possible. Um, I can't really go further than that. I just wanted to wax lyrical about him because he's an ace. Yeah, and, and he can do a lot of things. And I think, yeah, we'll probably see him. Now he's got those goals. Hopefully he can go on a bit of run uh, but on, a little bit. On Cyrus Christie, yes, I think he should start. So should Jason Lakila. Mm, yeah, I think, I, I keep saying it, but we are, I agree with you, David, that we do need another winger because... Uh, I mean, Lakino's done well, but we just need him to be fit because I think if he has a, if he doesn't keep getting injured again, he'll probably get into the team because Twine, yeah, if he, I mean, two fan, not consistent. Connolly, these sort of players, we're probably, I think we're probably just one really good player away from being a really solid playoff team. That's what I think. We might just be missing them slightly, whether that's through injury or just a bit of inconsistency. Um, but Will, you've opened the floodgates now. So, Ant, who's been your player of the season so far? Player of the season so far. Um, I feel like the obvious one's Philogy. Um, we can choose that one instantly. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's just a class above. Uh, shouldn't be ours. Should be a lower half Premier League team at minimum. Um, you know, exciting, thrilling player that. Now every single team that we face are going looking at this guy and going, how do we stop him? And like Swansea yeah. tried to double up on him, it still didn't work. <laughs> so teams will be ragging their air out now. If, if you can have a winger that's even half the ability of um, Philogene on the other side so that they've got two, two, two sort of problems to solve in the same game, just to give him that extra bit of freedom, you know, we'd, we'd really be cooking summer. Um, but no, he's just he's been fantastic and he's absolutely brilliant. And other than that, I would say as the unsung hero, Alfie Jones, brilliant. Every single game. Yeah, yeah. David? Yeah, I agree on Alfie Jones. I think Alfie Jones is uh, like the, how he's sort of evolved. I mean, he was he was good in League One, but I mean, he's, um, yeah, he's, his passing range is like brilliant. Um, yeah, I think Philogene's fairly the obvious one. Um, I mean, even like Ryan also, when you consider how he's, I mean, not player of the season, but how he's sort of changed how we play, you know, it's, Obviously, we had Dala and he was a similar sort of mould. Then we had Ingram. It wasn't really working in terms of the passing out and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, it, to me, I think that goalkeeping position is so vital. So, I think he's, he's maybe not player of the season, but like he's got to definitely be in the sort of top top three, I would say. Serie and Allsop are the most important players for that system, aren't they? Yeah. I think without them in the team, we couldn't really play the same way, could we? No, not really. I feel like the the reason that we we prioritised a goalkeeper um, instead of Ingram was was telling because if we look at the beginning of the season, the couple of, the, the games where we tended to struggle were the games where Ingram started, and it's because teams were pressing us high and we struggled to get out of our own half. Um, with Allsop, he's almost like having another midfielder that, that that that's an option to pass the ball to, and he's more than comfortable. You know, in in those short passes, he's confident in his ability. You know, after time, you you think you know he's going to get close down here, but you're like nutmeg the defender and pass it to somebody. He's going, he's 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 he's, he's, he's being class, yeah. So, um, but yeah, Seri is obviously that pivot that the team sort of goes around. And if Seri has a bad game, we tend to have a bad game. He's one of those. So, um, like we say, hopefully Morton sort of takes on that extra bit of responsibility alongside Seri and Lens and becomes similar, so we're not too dependent on just one. 
Mm-hmm. Well said. Well said. So generally, I think an away point at Swansea, they're not an amazing team, but I think especially because of where we were at halftime, coming from two goals down for uh, an away draw, pretty good. And, and we did end the game in sixth. We're now eighth because West Brom and Cardiff won yeah, afterwards. Um, well, yeah, Cardiff scored in the 96th and the 99th minute, which was really nice. Yeah. And then West Brom won the late kick-up against what Ipswich. What a good day for Swansea. It was not a good day for Swansea. No, they wouldn't have enjoyed that with the two goals in both those games. Um, so, eighth, still chugging along quite nicely, aren't we? Still where we should really be. Definitely. I don't know. I thought it Lot of nodding, lot of nodding. That's good. Um, we could, um, there are still levels for us to go, aren't there? Because if we play that well in the second half, if we keep doing that rather than the first half, we just need to get that consistency, don't we? So, I, I'm still very, very encouraged as you know where we are at the moment. And I think we probably will be able to strengthen in January or get players back fit. Actually, later, I think will be really important. So, any concerns yep. from anyone? Just need to show up the defence a bit, don't we? I think um, yeah. it, it looked it looked like he was getting those clean sheets back again, and then the last couple of away games we've conceded five in the two that we've played. So <laughs> it, it's clear that in, in terms of consistency at the back, um, that would probably be the only thing you can pick on at the minute. And decision making in the final third at times, because we still should have so many more goals than we scored, despite only not scoring. I think is it three, three, four games, something like that. There's not many that we've not scored, is it? Leeds. No, we scored at West Brom, didn't we? Uh, I think it might just be then. Yeah, no, so goals. In terms of scoring in games, we've definitely improved. But then when you look back and you think we should actually be so much higher, because in those games mm. that we've drawn or whatever, you know, we've missed some golden chances um, to put the game to bed. So, I mean, you look at Southampton, uh, we lost that game because of the, the, the chances that we didn't put away. So, yeah. Yeah, that's they're, they're probably the only two picks. But despite all that, like you say, we're still in a really good position. So it's a good foundation to build on in January. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good. Well, speaking of conceding five away, Rotherham recently did that against Watford. Sorry to bring it back up, but Danny from the RUFC podcast is here <laughs> to talk about the next match. That's why we're award winning. Oh, I'm, I'm wounded. I'm wounded <laughs> that, but, but yeah, you, you got a point. Our way forward atrocious. Um, but yeah, I'm doing all right. How are we, lads? Probably better than you. <laughs> yeah, so God, he's not gonna they, he's not gonna come back on this today, is he? Well, we'll be in the Premier League next year, so won't matter. <laughs> won't matter. Well, well Danny, I, I was gonna I was gonna ask that. Um Brotherham, 22nd in the table, just sacked their manager. And I know you did lose 5-0 at Watford, but 
the last two home games have been draws with Ipswich and Leeds. So Rotherham aren't as bad as the league table suggests, or are they? Um, I think in the Championship, even though it's one of the most inconsistent leagues in the world, you sort of have to find some sort of consistency uh, to compete. And Rotherham just don't have that consistency. We go from playing really well at home, you know, against the likes of Norwich, Coventry, uh, Leicester, even though we lost, we put a good shift in. And even against Ipswich as well. And against Leeds, you know, fairly good performances at home. Compare them to away performances, you know, getting tonked away at Stoke, away at Watford, showing up horrifically at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, So we've just sort of found no consistency. And I think the gulf of quality with home form compared to away form is probably um, what gave Matt Taylor the axe, if I'm being fair, Um, just because we didn't find that middle ground where we could be competing. Um, So, yeah, it's very much a hit and miss season and it's putting so much pressure on the home form um, that... You know, there's just it's got a break at some point, and it's not broken yet, thankfully, too much. But yeah, it's just the away form's just so bad, you know. It, it, but that's a tale as old as time, rather than the championship having poor away form. But this season, it just seems I don't know, just different somehow. Mm-hmm. Where are you at with the managerial search at the moment? Because you sacked Matt Taylor, but then you had two weeks over the international break and you've not got a manager, so. I'm interested in this answer because I saw their chairman on telly. <laughs> I feel like it's well, from what Tony Stewart said on Sky, he was more bothered about going for a night out in Macedonia with Brian Dean than he was about um, looking for a manager, which... Priorities. Yeah, priorities. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like a night out in Sheffield, but I'm not going to completely sack off work to just go and do that, you know. Um so it, it, it was very much a car crash interview from Tony Stewart, I thought. I thought um, it was a case of, like I've just said, not having his priorities straight. I thought with Matt Taylor getting sacked when he did, we would have had at least something in the pipeline. But um, apparently interviews are only just starting this week. So it's like, right, cool, brilliant. Um, so, yeah, it looks like it's Wayne Carlisle until something happens, I think, which is a bit... Mm, fair enough. So, did you see a significant improvement in the Leeds game? Do you think they'll carry that over into Tuesday? Um, significant, no, but certainly in the second half against Leeds, yes. Um, I personally thought we were lucky to score against Leeds in the first half, at least. Uh, and in the second half, you know, we had a lot more opportunity than in the first. There were cases where you know, if like, oh, if he'd have just squared that ball, we could have got a goal or it's cleared off the line, that sort of thing. Um, so in, in the second half, we certainly improved on the first. But in terms of Rotherham United that we've seen so far, it still very much felt like it was under Matt Taylor's stewardship. Like, don't get me wrong, I like the guy and I would love to go for a pint and talk football with him because it feels like he could be there for hours. Um, but I think it was the right, dile- uh, the right direction, but the wrong application from Matt Taylor. Mm-hmm. I think we've had a few managers like that, haven't we? Slutsky, especially. Mm, yeah. With the players yeah. he had, we should have done a, a, a lot better. He's entertaining, though. <laughs> mm, yeah. So, I think, I mean, we've not talked about it, but I imagine most City fans, even though we do struggle to grind down these sort of defensive teams lower, lower in the table at home, we should be confident of a win. 
So how confident are you? Do you think that maybe the away form could change if, you know, Matt Taylor's gone? Because I know it's only one point away from home this season. So how do you see the Tuesday game going? Um, <laughs> um, if, <laughs> if, if we play, I don't know, because I mean, I went to Hull away last season, but unfortunately I can't go uh, this season. But last season it was very much a, you know, a scrappy nil-nil, but I don't really see that being the case this time. I think it's hopefully going to be a change of away application when it comes to playing against you guys, because the only game we've really seen any sort of stand-up performance was against Southampton. Um, and even in that game, we got it so wrong in the first half that it was a drastic change. And I'm just hoping for an away game where we don't have to make a substitute after 35 minutes. Um, and... You know, I'm sort of hoping we do get an away point. I mean, I've even heard some Rotherham fans say well, it could be our first away win of the season. Mm, wishful thinking. Um, I think if if all of the sort of team where you know they like to come at us and attack us, you'll cause us all sorts of problems. Um, if you're a team that doesn't like teams that sort of stand, stand off a little bit, then you know it might be a bit better for us. But if you've got any sort of way, any sort of pace out wide on the right hand side. Yeah, Rotherham's in trouble. Mm. So, case of putting Philogene on the right. On the right to the left, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can do both. You can do both. Well, I, can uh, I mean, credit. I mean, to be fair, with Rotherham, like Huddersfield showed, if you come here and you sit that you sit deep and you put oh, a lot of yeah. players behind the ball, you will frustrate us. The, the one thing that we struggle to do at home this season is, is score a lot of goals. We kind of, obviously, the wins are coming now, but they're like 1-0s. Um, before that, we were drawing a lot of games. We're going one 0 down and clawing it back. So it is is we've only lost twice in twenty, I think, under Rosie at home. But we've drawn a lot. So it's, it's one of those where you could easily come here and frustrate us and get a point. But like you say, if if, if your fullbacks aren't um, aren't the quickest, then they're probably going to struggle. Especially if we play Philadelphia on one side and Lakeel on the other, it could be a could be a long afternoon. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, before I bring it up, I always do a combined lineup. Now, I did say that I'm going to do 11 Hull players, but <laughs> for the sake of entertainment and also as like a sort of um, uh, olive branch of peace, I've put one Rotherham player into the combine. Oh, nice, yeah. So, uh, Danny, okay. I, I want you to, to predict who that player is. Um, I'm going to guess it's Victor Johansson. No. Um, I'll give you... A- I'll give you a, a clue. Um, it's based on form and recent results do play a big part. So, second guess. Um, Who scored against Leeds? <laughs> uh, a Dolphin. That'll be him, then. Yeah, it's him. I, I don't do that much research. Whoever scores in the last game has got to be in, really. So Who have you put him in above? Uh, well, I put him in above you, really, Ant. Because right. Tufan and Twine... Matt Twine might be in there, but honestly, I was putting a lot of these in, and because, especially the, like defensively, we've not been so great recently, I sort of struggled to to put some of these in. I can't bring it up. Streamyard's not working, and do it for me. <laughs> right. I mean, I can remember it, but the the fact that Johansson's not in this is um is probably the first comment well, I'd make. Has he been as good this that. season? Rotherham face on average every single game, however many more shots against than like any other team in the league. 
um, and he still manages to pull off save upon save. So for me, he he's a very good goalkeeper who I'd probably have, especially considering recent form, because also it wasn't great against Swansea. So yeah, I would have I'd have your answer. An argument can be made yet. Hansen might be the best keeper in the league. An argument can be made. Mm. He didn't have a high rating on my football app though, so because because um, they're, they're, they're third bottom. So I think the, the reason why Victor is one of those players where um, he's very much under the radar. I mean, it's the same for us in the Championship as it is for him with Sweden. Um, it took him such a long time to get into the Sweden squad, and they've seen forty-five minutes of him, and it's led to the, the Sweden manager getting the sack because he's not playing him. Um, but with with Victor, like you say, and he faces so many shots a game on average um, that I think he has one of the highest shots faced percentage in the league, if not the, the first one. Um, but a lot of the football apps based on clean sheets, and with Rotherham, he's not going to have many clean sheets. If I'm being honest, yeah. um, I don't quite think he's hit the heights of last season. Um, but there has been some games where he's pulled off some absolutely stunning saves and really rescued Rotherham at times. Um, and he's, I, I personally think he's head and shoulders Rotherham's best player this season so far. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he would just get more of a look in if he was an outfield player. Like, for example, Scott Twine. When Scott Twine um, was, against, was lining up for Burnley and MK Dons, he was very much their highest rated player. Like When he was at MK Dons, he caused us all sorts of mayhem at MK Dons. Um, but with Victor, almost because he's a goalkeeper, you know, he's going to face a high shot percentage with a team that's got a goal difference of minus 17. But at the same time, if you see the saves he pulls off and his reflexes, yeah. he is destined to be so much higher up. Like, he's, he's potentially lower Premier League standards if, you know, they were that way inclined. But because he's at yeah. Rotherham, he's sort of gone, mm, you know, not too sure. If it was at Burnley, it'd be getting the plaudits every week. Yeah. If he was at Leicester, he'd probably have the most clean sheets in the league. Possibly, yeah. He's, he's one of those players that because of the club he's at, similar to when we had Curtis Davis in the Premier League and we were all saying he should be in the England squad. Statistically, he was one of the best centre-backs in the Premier League when he was with us because of the amount of clearances, headers and everything because we were always under the cosh. But obviously, because he plays for Old City and the amount of goals we were conceding at the time, he didn't get a look in. But, you know, like you say, statistically, people look at all those all those parts of the game that they should be oh you know he's got the most clean sheets in the league it doesn't matter if he only faces three shots a game that doesn't make him the best keeper in the league does it I'd, I'd, I'd like to have a little bit more faith in the scouting system that they're not just you know that there is a reason where he's at Rotherham if he's a good player but because yeah. Rotherham are lower down the table they will face more shots but not every keeper at the bottom of the table is should be in the Premier League well, no, but you're not, we're not saying the same about all the keepers. Not, not for a while, and whenever I see him play, he concedes about four. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe not on Tuesday though, because it'll probably just be one nil or nil nil. I think the one injustice Johansson had was against Watford because none of the goals were like quote unquote his fault. Mm. It was that right hand side of the fence. There was one point where there were three players lined up in the same position of right back, and it's like, oh, what, what are we doing? You know. Um, but if it's a if it's a one on one, I'd back Victor like nine times out of ten because his reflexes are out of this world. And a lot of Rotherham fans have said he's like the best keeper we've had at like ever. Um, and that's the old boys who can remember like Roy Ironside from the sixties. You know they, they're still saying Victor's reflexes are incredible. The one thing that lets him down, 
um, is his kicking from dead ball situations. But even that has improved uh, the last couple of seasons as well. Um, so I'm fully pressed to lose him in January for some big money, if I'm being fair. Mm-hmm. So you talked a lot about Johansson, but who's the player that, if you've got a, a score draw possibly or when, who should City be looking out for, you know, further out than the goalkeeper? Um, in, in terms of a score draw, um, I'd say the player would be lo- most likely to, to score against you would probably be... Um, Tommy's. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> possibly just for... might be just because it solves. <laughs> yeah, potentially. I, I mean, um, it has, his first goal for Rotherham has to come at some point. Um, it doesn't. It does not have to come at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if we were going for like a, a scoreless draw, I'd say one of the key players would probably be Ollie Rathbone in midfield um, because he's just like whippets in midfield he's, he seems to be everywhere all the time um but this season he just seems to let himself down because he almost tries a little bit too hard at times because he's that keen on getting the ball and getting us moving um because we had some dutch fans watching the game against leeds uh that are helped sort out tickets for and even they said rathbone's your best player because he's just everywhere in midfield um but it, it's going to depend on how Wayne Carlisle plays it. But if Georgie Kelly gets on the pitch, then he's one to look out for as well because he's so unorthodox. He'll find a goal from somewhere and upset everything. Um, but he's just not had the minutes this season, unfortunately. Onya Dinma is, is a good player as well. I like Onya Dinma. Yeah, Onya Dinma's a shout as well. But he, he seems to have a run of two games where he's good and then sort of disappears a bit and then reappears again. Is Klukas injured for this game? Please say he is. Oh, um, he might be. To be fair, he might be. I think Tafu might be as well. Um, but we have got Jamie Lindsay back as well. And if Rathbone's the whip, it Lindsay's the terrier. Hmm. Yeah, Klukas likes a goal against us, so I'm glad that he might not be playing. <laughs> have to wait. We'll have to wait and see because uh, we've not had yeah, pretty much news yet. So we'll see. Yeah, Rathbone's a good player as well. I'm sure. I'm sure Rosini was after him one of the transfer windows uh, I don't know about, last season. It was when we were in League One, wasn't it? When it we were in League One from Rochdale, I thought mm. possibly. Or I say what been Rosini, or, or maybe we when we got promoted. But, yeah, we've been after him. Yeah, yeah. So. Maybe he'll finally, you know, obviously will be first time he's played at DMKM, I think. So, probably definitely like score. Yeah. Um, it's going to be one of those difficult games we've had this season and last year where we struggled to break a team down. So, who do we think should be in the lineup, guys, for, you know, the game to find that thing? We've mentioned Nikita and Christie. Is it just a case of them to win? For me, yeah. That's, that's the only two changes I'd make. But yeah. then, but then, to be fair, we have we, so who does who does Christie come in for though? Straight swap for Coyle or Macca, and then you put Coyle in left back. Put Coyle in left back. We don't need Greaves, Jones, and McLaughlin at home to Rotherham. Hopefully, hopefully Rotherham aren't going to be free of flowing attacking. No, I feel like set pieces is going to be a danger. They're going to focus on set pieces to try and get a goal. Yeah. Might Christie's go a big guy. Extra height and have Greavesy in. Mm. Jones, CDM, Morton on the wing. <laughs> Could work. Or further up the pitch. Um, do we want to get our school predictions for what I think is going to be 
one of those standard tough home games where there's few goals. Will, I'll go to you first. Well, this might finally be the week. It's finally my week where... Yes, explain, predict- explain it for Danny. Me predicting 3-0 at every single game might finally actually happen. Until it happens. <laughs> and, but it probably won't. Um, <laughs> I'll stick with predicting it every game. Yeah. yeah he did say that against Leicester as well. It's not just because we're playing long run. <laughs> yeah, every game. Hey, where to against Leicester? We won. <laughs> not 3-0, but... No. And thoughts on the prediction? Do you know what? It's, I'm quite worried about this game because Rotherham, they've not won away this season, have they? No. No. So, yeah, it's one of those games, isn't it, that we tend to typical city up. But then again, Huddersfield was, should have been a typical city and it wasn't. So hopefully we've turned a corner and the squad's just got too much quality in it that typical city's kind of a thing of the past. Um, they're obviously going to come... They're going to come, they're going to frustrate, they're going to sit deep um, and then it's just up to us to, to pick that lock. But I, I, I would imagine that similar to the Huddersfield game, if we keep plugging away, it would get through. I don't think we'll whitewash them as many people will think. Um, but I'll go for a, I'll go for a 2 nil. I think. Goal in each half. David, are you worried at all? Or you think that they've broken that hoodoo against those low-block um, teams against Huddersfield? I was kind of expecting Huddersfield sort of 2.0 with this Um if I was, if I'm honest, um, just expecting it to be full on, like them just sitting back and just soaking up the pressure. But yeah, I don't know. I'm good. Yeah, I'm unsure. I'd probably say about two one. I reckon two one. Uh, Eve's goal, perhaps. <laughs> Come back and haunt us. Can't um, see that. <laughs> Danny, what are your best hopes for the game? Best hopes is that somehow we win. Um, but that's wishful thinking because I'm going to say bear in mind I'm a bit like Will uh, I don't think I've got a score prediction right this season I've got the, the result right whenever the score itself um, but I'm going to say it's going to be nil-nil nil-nil yeah same as last year um, Alex do you uh, the commenter do you mean Will is asking about playing disco in pubs what does he mean by that does he look like a DJ maybe somebody knows <laughs> Because he's got the retro tracksuit on, maybe? I don't know. I think he means well. Well, what are your thoughts on playing Disco 2000 on pubs <laughs> on a match day for the lad in the middle? You. I mean, I like Pulp. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Is that, you mean the group? You don't know what Pulp is? Jesus well, Christ, do, you really are a child. Do you mean the group? <laughs> yes. I like them too. <laughs> It could have been a genre. I don't know. <laughs> the best um, pop band. Oh, the best. We'll, we'll get onto this debate once the podcast's finished. But uh, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go. So I don't want to be too mean about Rotherham. I was planning to be mean before the episode. I have been a little bit. But when I asked you who's the most likely player for, you know, to score for Rotherham, you didn't say anyone. So I think predicting five 0 again. Probably a bit harsh. Let's go four. Let's go Danny, four. do feel free to come back and clip any of this. I fully intend to, yeah. <laughs> um, I fully intend to come back and clip four when it ends up being about yeah, seven. I, I, I'm, I'm not confident enough. I'll go one nil. I'll go another like last-minute winner. I'm not confident enough. I think we need to... It, it'll be against like QPL or someone. I'm afraid of we'll just need to take a mind. <laughs> 
<laughs> if Rotherham came and tried to play and attacked, I think we'd we'd, we'd score three or four. But they're not going to do that, and and we struggle against teams that do that. So I imagine we'll win. But, it, but it's one of those, isn't it? If, if we get an early one, then you know they, they, they kind of have to come at us, and it opens the game up a bit, doesn't it? But it depends where yeah, we you're are. Right, and four nil, four nil. Is that so what you're going for? Yes. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, anyone have anything to add before the game on Tuesday? Uh, actually, I do real quick. Um, I've no- I noticed recently everyone's going on about Alpha Jones, and it's just nice to be vindicated because I always said Alpha Jones is our player of the season last season, and I was constantly going on about him when no one else was going on about him. So it's nice to feel right about something. Yeah, yeah no and you're right about Tyler Morton as well. So far. You're right about a lot of things, Will. No, I'm Don't- not. Yeah, put yourself down. No. Okay. Well, uh, Danny, thank you very much for coming on. Where can people find your stuff? Yeah, so on Twitter we are at IUFC underscore pods on YouTube. Um, just, so, just search New York Talk, Rotherham United Podcast. And we're on every streaming service, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. Um, like I say, unfortunately, I'm not going to be at the game on Tuesday because it's actually my nan's birthday, so I can't go. Um, but, true. <laughs> but um, I wish you all the best for the rest of the season, lads, except on Tuesday. Yeah, I, <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> same, same to you. Same, same Cheers, to mate, you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cool. Thank you very much. much. Yeah. And David, do you want to just do an extra plug for your photography? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, it's just Hull City on film, all one word, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, so I do regular posts sort of Wednesdays and Saturdays. So yeah, to keep an eye out. Any awesome. shares and everything is appreciated. I do think, I do think right, that it just look better. I personally, yeah. Think. I was gonna say yeah. that's something that, like, I've never in terms of like a football match day or anything like that on media wise mm. online. That kind of photography, like, that's something that I've never really sort of even, yeah, seen yeah, before. So, when, when, when your account pops up, it is something that's like when you're scrolling down the feed in and amongst the city fan base infighting. Um, there is some pretty nice photos, yeah, and you're yeah. like, All oh, right, yeah, that's kind of cool. So you're, you're adding a nice break to what is normally quite a, 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 a frantic timeline, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, I mean, I started doing it when so I went to uh Coma last year with my wife, and um, yeah. I took my 35 millimeter camera there, didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, I'm just taking some pictures in general, and then I was like, Oh, actually, they look quite cool. So I was like, Why don't I do it? So, so yeah. <laughs> They're very, they're very nostalgic, sort of evoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went on um, James Hogarth's show a couple of weeks back, and he was, he was saying the same thing. He said it's like it looks like something from the nineties, kind of thing, like Dolphin mm-hmm. Park era, kind of that era. Yeah. Cool. Well, good, good work this evening, Will Ant and David. Thanks for coming on, David, and yeah. thanks to everyone who's been listening and liking and subscribing and clicking and you know all, all those buzzwords. Keep doing them. And we'll be back after an absolute, complete tonking and thumping humiliation of Rotherham on Tuesday. Also Watford. also, Watford. We are playing Watford on Saturday and we'll annihilate them as well, I reckon. Two fans to score, <laughs> one nil. No, sorry, three nil. Uh, hat trick, another two fan hat trick against, uh, you know, and against his Thanks, Rotherham, fuming down in Nottingham. <laughs> yes, not Notts County. Was it? No, it's Nuts Forest, isn't it? Nuts Forest. I know he's not playing for them, but that's what no, they're they calling. You said that it's not Nuts Forest. That's why I'm saying it. Oh, right, okay. It was intentional, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
Uh, same when we play Bristol later. You get a goal on Rover. Hmm. Just Bristol. Because, yeah, they are referred to as Bristol. I guess, but they don't like that, do they? Whatever. Bristol Rovers don't. That's a long way off. Long way got off. On the wrong way around. Yeah. Um, let's hope this intro works, and uh, we'll see you next oh. week. It's intro. We're doing the intro again. <laughs>